You're listening to Quran 30 for 30, the Ramadan podcast that reconnects us with the beautiful words of God, one juice a day, with your hosts, Sheikh Omar Suleiman, Sheikh Abdullah Oduro, and a new guest. Let's experience the beauty of the Quran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'll be last minute. I'm in a shaytanaji. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wal-udwana ila al-zalimeen. Wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barak ala abdika rasulika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, I want to welcome you all back to Quran 30 for 30. Inshallah ta'ala, tonight we have a special guest, Mustafa Ruhi Tahir, who's with us today, uh, who's written some of the beautiful pieces on spirituality, alhamdulillah, at Yaqeen, on uh, tawbah, on, on repentance, on tawakkul, on reliance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and how to uh, really bring those concepts into our lives. And so I think those concepts are very much so intertwined with the surahs that we're covering in this particular juz. So Looking forward to hearing your insights with the Ta'ala, as well as Sheikh Abdullah Uduru, as usual, inshallah Ta'ala. Uh, gonna, inshallah Ta'ala, elaborate on some of the uh, beautiful ayat that we have tonight. Inshallah, before we get started, I want to uh, just point everyone to the link, inshallah, where we want to invite everyone, inshallah Ta'ala, to put in their sadaqah to automate their charity over the last 10 nights. So if you click the link, you'll see an option to donate one time or to donate over the last 10 nights, inshallah Ta'ala or to become a recurring donor, inshallah ta'ala. So uh, make the niyyah from now, inshallah. Go in there, put your, your sadaq in from now, inshallah ta'ala. We'll distribute uh, over those tonight's ta'ala. And we'll have the Finish Strong webinar telethon that's going to be on May 13th, inshallah ta'ala, from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, five hours where we're going to be uh, showcasing the entirety of our team, getting everyone ready, inshallah ta'ala. For those last 10 nights, as that night will be the 21st night with the night time. So we pray that Allah accept what has already passed the Ramadan from us, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be geared up in the best way possible for what comes. Now, as we get into Juz 16, inshallah ta'ala, I do want to carry where Surah Al-Kahf connects to this. Of course, Juz 16 comes in the middle of Surah Al-Kahf, but if you remember with Dr. Hassan Alwan, uh, you know, he, he mentioned uh, the beautiful or the context between inna nahnu that we are the ones who revealed this reminder wa inna lahu and we are the ones that will preserve it and he talked about the context of imagine the Prophet and his companions at that time persecuted and you don't have mean, rapid means of communication the Quran is only preserved written on a few bones here and there some skins here and there and the memory of those people who are likely to be killed and massacred and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing in those moments that he will preserve the Qur'an. Surah Al-Kahf subhanAllah, which is the very next surah, builds off of that how. How Allah preserves a group of young men that are escaping with their faith. And not just this young, this group of young men that went to escape with their faith and Allah protected them from a tyrant of their times. But also gave us in the surah a gift that could protect our faith at, at a time when faith will be uh, extremely volatile. That is the time of the Dajjal. So the Prophet Sallallahu of course, mentioned to us that one of the benefits of Surah Al-Kahf is that it is a protection. The first 10 ayat in some narrations, the last 10 is a protection uh, from Dajjal. Uh, may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala protect us in those times and at all times. Allahumma ameen. We mentioned how um, Surah, you know, we, we mentioned how this sort of connects to the story of Musa salam. So Musa, a different layer of Musa salam is in Surah Al-Kahf, and then uh, Surah Al-Isra, Surah Al-Kahf, uh, Surah Maryam, and then Surah Taha. And you see a different side of the story of Musa, how 
Musa alayhi salam was learning about the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it was unfolding. And subhanAllah, the culmination of that journey in uh, Surah Maryam and then in Surah Taha in particular, which, which gets to the ultimate test of Musa alayhi salam with all of the generating of that knowledge, of that wisdom and understanding the power and the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know when he's given that command to go forth to Fir'aun as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands him to do and he's shown the wonders, the miracles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what's been given to him. As we get into Surah Maryam, and I know that uh, Sister Ruhi is going to talk about du'a, so I'm not going to focus too much on that, inshallah ta'ala. Though it's a beautiful um, continuation of the idea of miracles and the way that du'a works. And it's not just that, but it shows you how Allah answers du'a. So in the case of Imran, the father of Maryam alayhi salam, and his wife, Hinna bint Faqud, the mother of Maryam alayhi salam, they made dua for something specific, which is they asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a boy that they could dedicate to the temple. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them Maryam, a girl. All right. And if you remember, just two juz, two adza ago, Allah talked about kufr ni'am, to belittle the blessing of a young girl. And so here you have Surah Maryam, subhanAllah. So just in the previous juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning those people that would bury their daughters alive out of shame. And now you have a whole surah named after Maryam, who when she was born, her mother wondered why she wasn't a boy that she could dedicate to the temple. So how Allah answers the dua of a person in a way that they did not anticipate, but look, subhanAllah, Allah gave through the descendants of Imran and his wife, Maryam as well as Isa. What an amazing lineage to have. Mary and Jesus come from your lineage, subhanAllah. So Maryam alayhi salam was an added gift. In the case of Zakaria alayhi salam, Zakaria alayhi salam calling upon Allah in his old age at a time when no one would expect to have a child and Allah not just get, giving him any child, but Allah giving him Yahya, already customized with a name, with special traits, uh, with everything that you could possibly want in a child in Yahya alayhi salam even in his old age. So Allah perfecting a dua beyond what Zakaria could have even imagined when he asked his Lord for that blessing. And then you have the story of Maryam alayhi salam, who's given a child and she didn't even ask for a child. And I think there's something to be said about how the previous surah, Surah Al-Kahf, talks about the death of a young child and the pain that that brings to the parents of that young child. And Musa alayhi salam having trouble understanding why Al-Khadr took the life of that young child or Allah commanded that the life of that young child be taken. So in the previous surah, it could be deemed that it was a curse that the young child was, was that the baby was, was taken. And in this surah, okay, it's that the child being given is looked at as a curse. Okay, subhanAllah. So Maryam alayhi salam sees the child that's being given to her or sees that she becomes pregnant. Of course, once she saw Isa and once she was assured by her Lord, it's different at that point. But when she's given the news of a child, why? I didn't ask Allah for a child. So in the previous surah, why would Allah take away the child? In this surah, why would Allah give this child, right? Which shows you that truly the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are so beyond our comprehension. And in both of these situations, it was better for the one that, uh, that, that was being given uh, that blessing. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the ni'mah of Isa alayhi salam, the bushra of Isa alayhi salam, of Jesus, the son of Mary, peace be upon them both. And you have Isa alayhi salam and his declaration of tawheed, his declaration of monotheism, 
his declaration of the innocence of his mother, and uh, continuing that noble uh, prophethood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send his peace and blessings upon him. Allahumma ameen. And I know Shaykh Abdullah will be talking about uh, some of those themes as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then mentions the methodology of da'wah with Ibrahim alayhi salam. So the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam with his da'wah and the grace that he showed and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with another nation. Now realize that uh, just as Ibrahim alayhi salam is speaking to his father, and he would be rejected, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would put his risk in terms of his da'wah, his sustenance in, in terms of his da'wah elsewhere. Okay. The Prophet ﷺ, this is in Makki Quran, the Prophet ﷺ is dealing with slander, and this also ties into going to uh, going to Medina and being received by another group of people. Allah talks about Musa alayhi salam, that we called him from a tur, just like the Prophet ﷺ was called to Hira. And Musa Islam is given Harun as a gift, just like the Prophet is given the great companions, the Sahaba, that would assist him in his mission, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then you have the story of Ismail Alayhi Salam, that he was truthful to his promise with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and enjoined his family in good, which is the initial message of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to, to command good with his family, to start with his family. And that's what Ismail alayhi salam is being praised for, for what he did with his family. And then you have the story of Idris alayhi salam, who's given the most beautiful ni'mah, the most beautiful blessing of just being raised. Okay, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And if Allah elevates you, then no one can disgrace you, right? If Allah has given you that place, who's going to disgrace you? And then, you know, as we go into Surah Taha, and inshallah ta'ala, I'll just share a few thoughts on this and then I'll leave it. Uh, to Sheikh Abdullah and to uh, Sister Ruhi to talk about this. Once again, the story of Musa alayhi And this message is very intimate to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And it focuses more on the journey of Musa alayhi than the reaction of Fir'aun. Why is that important? Uh, you know, one of the, the mistakes that you would make if you memorize Surah Taha and Surah Al-Nazi'at is that you always mix up the part where Musa alayhi salam, when he saw the fire and he was called, and in, you know, uh, in, in Surah Al-Nazi'at, the emphasis is put on the rejection of Fir'aun. Here, the emphasis is put on the journey of Musa alayhi salam. So in Surah Al-Nazi'at, فَقُلْ هَلَّكَ إِلَىٰ أَنْتَ زَكَّ وَأَهْدِيَكَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَتَخْشَىٰ You know, uh, focusing on how, you know, speaking to Fir'aun and then how Fir'aun responds. Here you have the way that Musa salam, is being raised by his Lord, the tarbiyah of Musa salam, the, the, the way that Allah prepared Musa salam, for that moment. And subhanAllah, it's so special for so many reasons. Again, the Prophet salam, has seen Musa salam, and interacted with him most on the night of al Isra' with Mi'raj. Musa salam, is the Prophet who is most similar to the Prophet salam, Okay, So there's similarities there. But I want you to just pay attention to this inshallah time to think about it, right? That we're seeing Musa alayhi salam learning how to deal with oppressors, learning how to deal with the situations that he cannot understand to trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with Allah's decree in regards to other people as they don't pertain to him. But at the same time, understanding that Allah's decree is always wise and always blessed and always in the favor of the believer. And now Musa alayhi salam here, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing him 
uh, his wisdom and his decree in his own personal journey, right? When he was talking to Al-Khadr, he was learning about the decree of Allah as it pertains to other people. Here, the personal journey of Musa salam, understanding that, uh, that decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understanding that Allah would not forsake him. And one of the things that we have here in Surah Taha is that Musa Islam was never forgotten by Allah even when he was forsaken by the people. Musa Islam was never forgotten by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was always bi'ayunina. He was always in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, always in the care of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that, true, that too is true for the Prophet sallallahu Never forgotten by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never in, in never out of sight in regards to his Lord. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to also have that uh, that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where we understand and we find that tarbiyah, that mentorship and that and being raised and understanding the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being pleased with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then doing well with it. Allahumma ameen. Tafadl Shaykh Abdullah. As he mentioned, uh, the chapter of, of Maryam, and that is Mary. Earlier, we spoke uh, about in the chapter of Surah uh, Al-Ma'idah, uh, the last, the chapter of the table spread, the last page when I spoke about the dialogue between Allah and Isa. And it was really Isa answering the questions that Allah asked him, not out of, not out of lack of knowledge, but to teach you and me. So here it's going into the story of Maryam, hence the chapter is named Maryam, honor and honor of Mary, the mother of Jesus, alayhi wasalam. SubhanAllah, the story is so beautiful and I just had to confine it to a couple of ayats, even though there are many more ayats. So I kind of start at the first third and end at the last, <laughs> uh, before the last third, inshallah, uh, or fourth, actually start the second, fourth, and end the, last, the second to last fourth, inshallah. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the story of Maryam. He says, Maryam. And mentioned in the book of Maryam, the story of Maryam. When she took, uh, she, she went far away in a, in a portion of the, the east. And she went you know, far away from the people. And some mentioned because she was a muta'abid. She used to worship Allah muharraran, as, 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 as uh, Sheikh Umar alluded to, uh, that she was someone that was always in a state of worship and seclusion and worshiping Allah the, the exalted. But what I want to skip to, because there's verses where it talks about, you know, Allah sent the angel in the form of a man. And she said, Inni bil-Rahmani in kunta taqiyya, That really I seek refuge from the Rahman, the merciful. If you are someone that is uh, mindful and fearful. She didn't know it was an angel. Then the angel congratulated her and said, look, I'm an angel. And I came to bless you to, to give you glad tidings of a, of, of a child. And she was perplexed by that. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions uh, he said, and, and that is the case, that is as, as it will be, and it is hayyan, it is nothing difficult for me. Uh, and we will make him a sign for mankind and a mercy uh, from, from us, and it was something, it's an order that has been decreed. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to the story. And what I love about this in the verses of 22 to roughly 30 is what I will be covering. Allah paints a picture for you. SubhanAllah, so descriptive. He says, That she conceived him. Now he just, it's, it's, it's a different scene now. You see one scene, then it goes to the next scene, right? She carried him and conceived him. Now she's pregnant. Then she withdrew to a far place. Okay? So now you picture Maryam, she's pregnant with Isa. She doesn't know at the moment. 
Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets more descriptive. فَأَجَاءَهَا الْمَخَاضُ إِلَى جِذْعِ النَّخْلَةِ SubhanAllah. The Arabic usage here is so deep because the morphologic makeup, فَأَجَاءَهَا يعني جَعَلَهَا تَجِيءِ إِلَى مَكَانٍ مُعِيِّنٍ He made her go to the, to, the, to, the, to the trunk of a palm tree. So basically what it translates to mean is the pains of childbirth pushed her to the tree. In other words, if you can picture she's holding herself and then she grabs a palm tree. And then what does she say? Allah tells you what she says. And then she says, oh, would that I have died before this and had become a not something that is forgotten. You know, something that is forgotten and, 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 and insignificant. Why? Because Miriam is pregnant. How is she going to explain this to the people? She doesn't have a husband. It's no, she doesn't have a husband. She's single. How is she going to explain this, that she is pregnant? This is made her feel, you know, I, I, I just right now, the pains of childbirth, I'm holding on to this tree. She's in a, she's distraught at the moment. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here, and someone called her, and it was Isa. Some scholars say Jibril, but the closest opinion is that it's Isa, inshallah. Someone called her from, 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 from below and told her, do not be sad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, made for you a stream, a stream of water. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So now picture, she's distraught, she's scared, she's, you know, she's pregnant. And Allah tells her, or the, the voice from below her tells her, shake the tree. This is so important for us. A pregnant woman in pain, distraught, scared, doesn't know, she doesn't even want to be remembered. She said, I just want to be insignificant, totally forgotten from my people. I want to leave. Then Allah tells her, shake the tree. This shows us, look, you still have to make the effort. You trust in Allah, but you take the means. And then Allah says, Tusaqit alayki janiya. Shake the tree, and from there it will drop upon you ripe, fresh dates. So you work, and it's a conditional sentence. Shake, you will receive. Shake will fall upon you these ripened dates. And eat and drink plentifully. Plentifully. If, if he said, eat and drink plentifully, and if you were to see anyone from mankind and say that verily I uh, made an oath to the Rahman, uh, that verily I made an oath to Allah, soman, and som here means to make him sack or to withhold myself from speaking, because during their time, as a Suddi mentions, that it was, it was, from, uh, it was from speaking to people and also you know, not to speak. And that's what Maryam alayhi salam uh, did it from eat from abstaining from eating and talking. And it's interesting, Ibn Kathir, he mentions upon that. He says, but our Sharia, we abstain from eating and vile speech. We can speak, but vile speech. So in Ramadan, you know, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, when you wake up in the morning, if anyone's to say any vile speech to you, do not do not respond with that, which is which is more evil or any language that of ignorance. And if anyone slanders or quarrels you, then you should say in Nisam, in Nisam, verily I am fasting. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning this with Maryam alayhi salam, And then they said, when she brought Maryam, now Maryam conceived Isa alayhi salam, and she's coming back to her people. 
And then they said, oh, Maryam, you have come with something that is unprecedented. Oh, the sister of Aaron, the sister of Harun, your father was not someone uh, that was a man of evil, nor was your mother unchaste. So they're already, they're, they're, they're understanding like, how did this happen? You did not come from a bad family. Now, the sister of Harun is not Harun, the brother of, of, of Musa, السلام, which is mentioned because uh, a companion came to the Prophet because one of the uh, uh, Christians, they asked him at that time, you know, you recite this in your book. And we know that the, the, the time between Moses and Isa was, you know, a long period of time. So then he asked the Prophet, he said it was the manner of the people to name their children after righteous people from before them. So they said, uh, it's not Harun, but it was the name of uh, a righteous individual at that time that they would say, the sister of Harun, sister of Harun. So in any case here, at this time, she's holding Isa alayhi salam, and this is what they say. Because she couldn't speak. They said, how can we speak to anyone that is in their cradle or that is in their, uh, you know, their little cradle as a child? And subhanAllah, the next verse, Allah flips the dialogue. He flips it. Allah Akbar. This is this verse is so profound because you see he gets as you can see the description, the pains of birth brought her to a tree. You can picture someone grabbing the tree, not wanting to be there, because what am I going to say to my people? She ends up going to her people. And then she said she fulfills the oath. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't try to acquit herself. She obeys Allah and she just points to Isa. And what's interesting, she pointed to him. And that's a proof that uh, scholars say that Isa was the one that was calling her and speaking to her. So she points to him, and then Isa says, Inni Abdullah, I am a slave of Allah. The first thing that comes out of his mouth is a statement of servitude. The first thing is that I am Abdullah, I am a slave and servant of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Atani al Kitaba wa Ja'alani Nabiya. He has given me a book and he has made me a prophet. And then he goes on to mention his qualities, not to belabor the time, but what's beautiful about these ayat is the experience of Maryam, the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to know that rizq provision comes with righteousness. And he provides for you from manners and places that you would never even anticipate. And that ultimately is a manifestation of the name Ar-Razaq, the manifestation of the ultimate provider. So just remember this beautiful story of Maryam and allow that to encourage you to be a one that, you know, thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this beautiful story. Jazakumullah khairan. Jazakumullah khairan. Sister Ruhi, Jazakumullah khairan. everyone. Pleasure to be here. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah, wa ala So just, I'm still reflecting on what I just heard from, from both Sheikh Omar and Sheikh Abdullah. Uh, my uh, choice here was to really focus in on the opening passage of Surah Maryam. I think we all love this surah so much. Um, and uh, speaking to what Sheikh Abdullah just said about the means, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave her the means. And um, subhanAllah, dua, which is supplication, prayer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking from Allah indeed is probably the first place to start when it comes to the means, it is part of the means. And so um, I just wanted to be able to share a few gems from these first um, verses, the first nine verses of um, Surah Maryam, inshallah, and try to tie this all together, that between that trust 
and um, and then ultimately where, and we just saw sort of this beautiful description of in the story of uh, Maryam, all of that is connected and central to that is really the miraculous that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. So to dive right into this, um, just as I was looking at this surah as a whole, before we get into these verses, um, dua in and of itself is, is what? Is at, we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide. And when I looked at this surah as a whole, what we see is that this entire surah, it's so beautiful to think of that it was given as a provision at a very critical time to the Prophet and the early companions who were, you know, obviously in the heat of, of persecution at a very, very difficult time in, um, in their history and, and it, it, it basically trying to survive. Um, this became, these verses became a catalyst. The, the Muslims as refugees took this to Abyssinia and um, subhanAllah, the king becomes a Muslim and the rest is history. So we see the beautiful provision that this entire surah um, provided for them and obviously it's timeless so for all of us as well inshallah with so many gems. Um, dua itself is, uh, is a sign of divine mercy and another important um, gem that we can extract from this surah is it is surrounded in mercy. Um, in fact it is often referred to as, as rahmat or mercy. Um, Allah subhanahu wa mercy is emphasized continuously and numerous times throughout the surah and this opening um, passage in fact I'll start with ayah number two uh, Allah he begins with that this is the mention of the mercy of your Lord uh, to his servant Zakaria. Uh, and of course this um, these opening verses I would encourage everyone to read them uh, we won't be able to go into you know every little detail here but in, it's the narrative it's the story of Zakaria making dua as Sheikh Omar already said uh, for uh, a child uh, this is a very elderly couple that by all you know conventional wisdom would not be able to have a child at this stage of their life and I just want to extract in the way that he um, he's inspired. We go back to Al Imran, where the where this story is mentioned. Um, Is thirty five onward. Um, you know, he's inspired by whom? By by his niece, who's in his care, Maryam, the young girl, uh, in her private, you know, prayer quarters. He's sort of just seeing how she's continuously being provided by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Again, provision. And uh, what does she say? She says, "Allah provides for whom He wills without account." When he asked, and this is an inspiration for him. So this dua comes right uh, right after that. And so. Um, Looking at these verses, Zakaria is calling out uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in private. Um, ayah number three. This khafiyah, this sort of privacy, this being able to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, in a whisper. No one else has to know. Um, we can, you know, look at this and, and, and understand that seclusion at times, and this is a, again a recurring theme through this surah, seclusion is necessary at times for us to be able to truly reflect and connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, void of all the distractions around us. Um, and what a beautiful time right now in Ramadan to take advantage of that, and particularly where here we are in circumstances beyond our control with this um, forced quarantine. This is a time to really take advantage of this. But he's uh, teaching us uh, through this dua and the way that he approaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way Maryam does, um, as we've already discussed in, in Ayah 17 in the surah again, and she took in seclusion from them a screen. Uh, Musa alayhi salam is called to the sacred valley in, in Ayah 52 by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, 
conversation in privacy. So it gives us a sense that this is something that's crucial for us to really make that connection. He's unburdening himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, confiding um, the way in which he describes his situation, the way that we would um, confide with the one that we, we love the most, that we trust the most, that we know will understand and not tire of hearing from us. Um, you know how it is for me. I mean, this is what he's saying. He's saying, my Lord, indeed, my bones have weakened and my head is filled with white. Um, he, this is uh, giving us a, a way to develop a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes we think of worship as it's, it's ritual, it's prayer, but actually um, the most heartfelt du'as from your heart are what reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way that, you know, you don't know that that perhaps has more impact than something that we might utter that we were, were thoughtlessly uttering or that were, didn't have the, the focus at the time. So really connecting with Allah. He's asking for a miracle, and, and we've been seeing now since last night that this is a string of miraculous events in these surahs that are unfolding, as Shah Omar has pointed out. Um, this really, I think, for all of us um, is a point to think about that, you know, how much do we limit our du'as? What is he asking for? He's asking for a, a, a child at this stage of life, but it's a more noble and lofty du'a than just that. He's looking for someone to take over after him. He's a prophet and there's a mission here at stake. Um, you know, it gives us a sense that be sincere in our, in our du'as, ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, for the dunya, but for the world, but also for the, the hereafter. Take it to the next level of ihsan and think beyond yourself. But, um, don't be afraid to ask. And what we really need to remind ourselves of is that it, it is us that is um, that has limits. We are the ones that are limited. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is limitless. And we forget that many times. So don't limit your dua to your own capacity and perception of reality because every dua is promised to be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At least that and, and maybe so, so much better um, as we're seeing unfold in these beautiful stories. Um, the one thing that really touches me a lot in ayah number four, uh, he says, uh, that he says, I, he's so confident that his dua will be answered. Um, he says that, you know, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, you know, never have I been in my supplication to you, my Lord, unhappy. Um, and, and this is something that, uh, we again need to think about for a moment is that how much confidence do we have in our du'as? The Prophet has told us, pray when, when you pray, pray with certainty. This is a repeated theme. Uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam, as he's parting ways from his father later in this surah in 47 and 48 verses, he says, he says you know, he's having to leave. His father has threatened him. Uh, and he says, I'm going to continue to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the words he uses is, he's always gracious to me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always gracious. He's taken care of me. I will pray it my, to my Lord and trust that my prayer will not be in vain. Um, it's teaching us how we find certainty when we're in situations of uncertainty. Um, and I thought this was particularly relatable uh, to all of us right now, but in general through life, that whenever we're faced with situations that are beyond our comprehension, Anchor yourself in that certainty, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really, no one and nothing else is certain, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is certain. So anchor yourself in that yaqeen. Um, and that was said deliberately, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, so Allah answered his dua right away. 
As we've been seeing all of these du'as, subhanAllah, being answered, this is again a recurring theme here, answered in ways that are miraculous, in ways that are way beyond comprehension. And when Zakaria is so overwhelmed with the response, uh, he's told Kabbalah, you know, this is, it's just like that. And he's, it's easy for him. And so again, we don't have to understand the hows and the whys. We just have to do the asking and recognize and keep Allah's wisdom and, and power um, in, in front of us, that that should be the driving factor for us to continue to keep on going back to him, going back to him. And of course, all of the du'as that we've been, uh, that have come so far have all been answered. And each of these prophets um, is given far more in blessings and reward than one could have imagined. Um, as I wrap up here, um, do I have a, a minute, Shah Omar, to wrap up? I have we for time? Of course, yeah, bismillah. Okay, so, um, you know, this, we've been talking about, and Homer has mentioned this common thread of Musa alayhi salam in each of these surahs, uh, starting with Isra last, uh, last night. And so um, I noticed that same thread as I was looking at, um, at these uh, surahs that appear in this juz side by side. And I noticed that we could really connect, um, you know, his, the portions of his story that are in each of these to this central theme of, um, connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the power of dua. Because again, if we go back to Kaha for a moment where he is being shown things beyond his comprehension, the lessons in the infinite wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the qadr as um, Dr. Zuhair was talking about last night, you know, the qadr of Allah here being shown to him, things that, you know, relate this to our own lives for a moment, that we're going to face situations that sometimes we don't understand. This is a training ground. Um, we can take that. And then he's briefly mentioned in Surah Maryam, of course, in, in a couple of ayahs, 51 through 53, uh, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls into the sacred valley and um, will have that beautiful conversation, which is really elaborated in the, in the next surah, in Surah Taha, in verses 11 through 48. And that is a beautiful passage for everyone to make some time to read um, because we see all of what we've just talked about, the essence of how to um, really put your trust in Allah subhanahu to ask from him um, that, that beautiful epic sadri. that's where it's from, and um, how Allah subhanahu provides for him, and then to put it into action, taking those means that he's given. So yes, he's gifted with his brother, which is what he asked for, but he's also given the other miracles, the staff and, and his hand, and, and then he's sent on his mission. And at the center of all that is going to be the remembrance and prayer. Um, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa prayer, it's front and center through the whole process. And so for ourselves, as we, you know, I always say, um, find yourself in these verses and um, you know, they're relatable. Even though, yes, these are stories of prophets and their historic accounts, uh, they're relatable because these are human experiences and emotions at play. And we can find hope and, and purpose, just as the Prophet and the early companions did at, at that time when they were confronting the harshest of circumstances. So for us, where we're in a situation right now with this uncertainty around us, um, many people are facing challenges. Last Ramadan, we could not have predicted that we would be sitting in quarantine uh, this Ramadan. Uh, so yes, things happen beyond our comprehension, beyond our logic. Um, and miracles do also happen. And just, you know, we may not be able to perceive them, uh, but they're going on all around us. And so, um, subhanAllah, if we just turn to Allah subhanahu ta'ala here with that kind of conviction and, and stay firm um, and look to his infinite wisdom and blessings, then inshallah, uh, dua is a tremendous and very powerful tool for us. Barakallah, Allah bless you. And I think one thing that you mentioned, very important, subhanAllah, 
Zakariya Islam only asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the Salaf, the scholars actually mentioned Zakariya Islam only asked Allah for a child when he feared the loss of prophethood. He didn't see a successor, right? In some qiraat, I, I see that I don't have an inheritor of prophethood. That's when he asked Allah. And Musa Islam only asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he only asked Allah subhanahu wa to grant him uh, a flow in his speech when he was tasked with the mission of speaking to Fir'aun. And so, subhanAllah, a blessing is only a blessing when it's used for Allah. And these people would never just ask for a blessing for the sake of pleasure, but they would ask for a blessing so that it could be a means of bringing them closer to Allah's pleasure, which is the ultimate. Uh, blessing. And you also mentioned Surah Maryam was, subhanAllah, a means of a miracle for the Prophet which is that Ja'far recited it to Ashama and Abyssinia. And that was the reason for changing the heart of a man who had taken the first group of people fleeing with their Iman in Abyssinia. So subhanAllah, it was a miracle to the Prophet uh, and his community as well and gave important support at those times. Jazakumullah khairan for the beautiful reflection. Shaykh Abdullah, Ustad Ruhi. And inshallah ta'ala, we'll see you all tomorrow night. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This podcast was brought to you by Yaqeen Institute for Islamic Research, dismantling doubts and nurturing conviction, one truth at a time. Tune in tomorrow for the next episode and subscribe to this series. If you like this episode, you'll love our other content. Visit yaqeeninstitute.org or download our app from the App Store. Until next time, this has been Quran 30 for 30.